Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake BJ Shea is on assignment, but running the boards is Joey D's. Hey. Hi. On today's show, we will talk, I know we talked about Magic the Gathering on Friday, but we're going to bring it back again because we got Dylan on to talk about Puget Sound Battleground 4. Battleground. Yeah, more Magic tournaments in the flesh, in person, in Tacoma. So that's coming up, and we're going to talk and get the lowdown about that. We're also going to talk about the Apex Legends new season trailer called Saviors. Ooh, it's a new season, everybody. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or just search BJ Shades Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app. Yes, so many ways to get a hold of us. Please do so. And uh, like we said on the last episode, uh, if you've been playing Magic, let us know all about that. And if you're playing Magic and you're playing in it competitively, we were talking about the pre-releases, and that's usually super casual. But if you want to earn some big money at a tournament, you got to go to those big competitive events. And we got our good friend Dylan from Geek Fortress to talk about the upcoming Puget Sound Battleground. Now is the time to get back into physical Magic. We talked about last week about how there are uh, there the pre-release were happening in the physical form and a lot of people are hitting up their uh, local gaming stores but it's also time to get in with the big big tournaments and one of those in this area is the Puget Sound Battleground we're going to get Puget Sound Battleground number four happening at the Greater Tacoma Convention and Trade Center and with us today as we've had before Dylan from Geek Fortress is on Dylan how's it going dude it is going great. It's exciting times, man. How are you doing today? Doing really good, and I'm really excited to get back talking with you because, I mean, it obviously for you know all of the reasons there has been a uh, a dearth in real life magic tournaments, and you guys are bringing it back in a big way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's actually going to be so. So I was doing the numbers actually, uh, and this one's going to be one of the biggest ones I think that we've had. We're pretty much like every time we try to do something bigger. You know, and then we did one in the Everett uh, in last October, and you know we had masks still. That was still a thing. Mm-hmm. This time, that's all gone now. The the mandate is over. All that stuff is gone. You know, so the mask thing is gone. We're actually going to be able to see our friends. You know, like if you haven't <laughs> gone out yet, you'll be able to actually see them. Not just hey from the you know the eyeballs up kind of thing. But uh, I have yeah. We, we this one it's going to be two days. I think Tacoma Convention Center is like eighteen thousand square feet or something like that. Yeah. So it's going to be huge. It's it's super huge, and it's one of those places that I mean I think maybe the last time I was was for an actual Magic event, and I think it was like a GP, which uh, those are kind of like an open tournament season for everyone to come and check out. And you're doing kind of that same vibe when it comes down to the uh, these tournaments. Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, like the the one big thing is that it's free to get into, right? The events cost, you know, they always cost, but you don't have to like if you just want to show up and like just kind of casually play, it's free to walk in, which is like un, you know, that that's not like any other conventions and all the cons that we've gone to and whatnot and the comic cons and crypticons. This one it's free to walk into. And then you can sit down and play some casual events. You can sit down and play with your buddies. You can go sign up for the ultra competitive events where there's like, you know, we're doing cash prizes. Like 
at the Everett at the Everett one, I think first place took home like twenty five hundred bucks cash. Ooh, so damn. you know, so I mean, like not bad for a day of playing Magic, right? <laughs> exactly. So, and I'm, and Monday, I mean, not Monday, but uh, uh, on Saturday when this is happening, the first day, it's going to be a modern headline, and so that's the big one. And it says seventy five hundred dollars in total cash prizes at the cap, and the cap is two hundred and fifty six people. With in this local area that we've had, Magic has been huge for gosh, almost thirty years at this point in time. So getting that cap will not be that hard. Yeah, yeah, no, and and. <laughs> And it's it's really cool because of all the like the um, all the side events and everything that we get to be able to do and be a part of. And you know, last uh, October we introduced the prize wall. You know, something that anyone that's gone to a GP already knows exists. Basically, you know, you get to just kind of play, um, you know, play and earn tickets. And so, if you don't want to go and play in the big cash tournaments, or maybe you play and you just don't do well, and you want to go play in side events like. It's, it's stuff that's on demand, so you can sign up for the big one. You can go and play in the side events. You can go and win prize tickets, which we will physically give out tickets that you can use nice. on uh, stuff like, you know, sealed products, singles, even go and spend it at the artists or the vendors. I mean, like, we're all – the nice thing about this is it's not ran by, like, a corporation. It's just me <laughs> and, and, the, and the vendors, you know – so, like, the vendors I know, like, personally, like, I, I've known, you know, Matt, who owns Zulu's, we, before either one of us owned a game store, you know, 15 years we've been friends, and and David over at Laughing Dragon, you they, know, they're the ones that are kind of actually doing a ton of the work on this one. I, I, uh, I actually, I'm stepping back a little bit for this one, where we're actually going to be letting someone else kind of uh, front a little bit of the cost this time, and, and kind of help me out a little bit. But uh, Laughing Dragon really stepped up. They're 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 paying the rent basically, and they're, nice. they want to do a whole bunch of really cool stuff. And and so you know, being able to use the tickets at vendors or just win cash, like you know, either way, just sit around and play Magic. So absolutely, and this is happening a little bit later in the summer, July thirtieth and the thirty first. But you can get tickets right now, and it's very important to pre-register because you do get some interesting stuff if you do pre-register, and you can get that information on Facebook if you just search for Puget Sound Battleground 4, you'll find it. But also, if you just go to laughingdragonmtg.com, they've got a link right on their sidebar or up on the top that can get you all of it in as well. So there's a lot of ways to do that. You did mention the vendors, which again, Zulu's Board Game Cafe, uh, Geek Fortress, and Laughing Dragon will all be there to make that happen. And you did mention the artists as well. You've got a great list of artists who are going to be coming out to, uh, to to commiserate with the fans. Yeah, yeah, and this is the biggest one. I've, so the, the one of the coolest things is when the artists start reaching out to you. You know, when they start <laughs> messaging me and yeah. getting and getting my information. That's when you know that like it, that that things are going well when the artists because you know <laughs> I, I mean artists are they're a little introverted you know as as uh, to the shock of nobody yeah right um, you know a, a lot like magic players and so you know they're obviously having a good time you know um, Anton Maddox is going to be coming back up which is really exciting because he made the first one and he's he's the one that kind of spearheaded this whole thing when it comes to the artist side of it because. He actually came up to my store when he was in this area, and he really enjoyed it. And then when the first Battleground came around, I reached out to him. I was like, hey, can you hit up your other friends, you know, your other fellow artists? And and he gave me a glowing review, and all of a sudden, boom, we had 10. And now I think we have, like, 12 or 14, and, and he's flying back up from Nevada. 
and yeah, the, the artists are starting to reach out and they're like, okay, you know, this is a great event with a ton of people like, you know, that, that having a lot of artists, it's okay. You know, you're not spread too thin because they all are enjoying themselves and it's worth it for them, you know, to come out and spend two days, you know, signing stuff and selling stuff and, and being a part of being a part of this community that, you know, somehow I just kind of threw together and worked. So <laughs> I know. And I mean, this is the fourth one. And I mean, yeah, obviously you had the one back in October and there was a little bit of a break between, you know, the, the, the other ones as well. But it's one of those things where this is this is like a magic convention. It's one of those things where you even mentioned it's it's free to get in. You obviously they you can pay for the big events. Also, you can play some of the smaller events, too. They just have the quick, you know, sealed or draft events that will go off right away. Again, this is also an all ages event, so you can feel free just to go and hang out, casually play with some friends, do some stuff like maybe you just want to play some commander with some people, and maybe you don't have a chance to see everybody all the time. A convention space like this is a good way to meet back up with all of your old magic friends and play some wizard poker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and honestly, the area like I I like Everett because it's just like it, it's a little bit smaller, and you can do. There's a lot of great food options around. Tacoma is kind of the same way. It's yeah. bigger. It's, it's, it's further south, but like, you know, there's a hotel right across the street. So if you're coming from out of town, which a lot of people are, like flying in, I, I've already seen the ticket sales, you know, people ordering tickets from out of state. You know, if you're, if you're doing a long drive from Canada um, or, you know, we had people carpooling from, uh, from California and Oregon, the hotel is literally right across the street. You get up, you know, you, you get ready and then you, you walk across the street and you're playing magic all day. And the, yep. you know, the, the, the food options all over the place. I oh, mean, like, yeah. you, you know, you walk a couple blocks and you're, you're eating good food, not just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. fast food or, you know, whatever. You got good food all around that, uh, that you can go and grab as well. So, so it's just like a perfect little area. Um, obviously, I mean, they, they obviously built it with that intention for conventions and food and hotel and everything, but it works great for, for multi-day events. So, yeah, it's free to get in. It's all ages, you know, and it's, uh, I, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure it's the largest magic event on the West coast as of, as it stands now, at least I know it has the most artists. So if you're in there for the art, that is, uh, that's where you're going to see the, the largest gathering of artists, as far as I know. So, Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that the best part about it is it's right on their light rail line. Like, living in Tacoma myself, like, I can, like, seriously, like, if you need any recommendations, I got you. I know some great places for some food, some wonderful places for some drinks. And uh, there's a lot of good game stores right around that area as well. So even if you've got to uh, maybe uh, hit up something, where, something else later on afterwards, you can check that out, too. And, again, like we said, this is happening on... On, uh, this is happening at the end of July, July 30th and 31st at the Tacoma Convention Center. Day one's going to have Modern, Legacy, and Pioneer. And then day two, the big headliner one is Legacy, Modern, and Pioneer as a team event, which means if you want to bring your buddies and you can do some three-on-three -three action, this is the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. The team events, um, uh, like... I did, you know, I didn't invent team events, but there were really no like team <laughs> events going on in the area for for years, for years and years. And and the team event has quickly become the best way, uh, or at least the most fun way to play. Because as you're playing in the team event, unlike when you're playing traditional magic, you know, you can't talk to someone and be like, "Hey, do you think this is a good play? Should I keep this?" In a team event, you totally can. <laughs> like, you could talk to your teammates and say, hey, what do you think of this play? Or, or what do you think of it? You know, should I put these cards out? You know, whatever. 
and, and you can actually talk to your team, and you can lose. If I lose and my two teammates yeah. win, then our team wins. So there's something to be said about, you know, maybe uh, maybe you, you just have the bad draws, but your team can still win. So it's the team event is a lot of fun. You actually get to, like, play as a team, you know, and, and so it's, it's playing against people you know, gathering and seeing your friends, but then also playing as a team is just an absolute blast. I mean, just sitting around and, and, and doing that and playing competitive level magic, you know, with that is, is a lot of fun. So Yeah, and I mean, beyond all of that, magic is a really fun social sport, and the way that you can play it and uh, be able to go out and see people in person, that's the way that I've always loved to play it. It doesn't mean that I won't play online, but it's one of those ones where you get a lot of the fun and enjoyment out of playing with people and, like, you know, designing the decks and having fun with that. And even, whether you're doing it casual or you're doing it super hardcore uh this is really a good way to find out about you know and it you know just a good way for you to go and check it out play some games and have some fun again everyone you can go to laughingdragonmtg.com that'll get you the links to puget sound battleground 4 it'll get you all the information also i know you can head up and check out some of the great stores that are being vendors there as well like i said laughing dragon also zulu's board game cafe which is a great place that i know bj himself loves to go to and then of course the geek fortress which is awesome making this all happen for many many years and hopefully many years to come dylan seriously dude thank you so much for spending some time with me man yeah yeah thank you yeah this is um i mean just it, it's something that i don't see slowing down you know as long as you know covid was a big was a big wrench obviously but uh but there's no reason why we can't just do this you know that the plan is to do it at least you know twice a year and and make the northwest like a big um, destination for competitive level magic with everything that you want artists vendors casual play you know everything that you would want in a magic event is is and then right in the middle of summertime when it's a perfect place to come visit yeah. the northwest you know the weather's gorgeous you know it'll be it'll be a lot of fun and and hopefully we'll be able to continue this you know going forward so Yep, and I hope to see you there, everyone is out there listening, because I might check it out a little bit. Super casual for me when it goes down to it. I don't think I'm going to play any of the big tournaments, but maybe some commander capes and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. The commander's going to be cool. We got a lot of good commander stuff. That was the biggest focus, commander, 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 because it's popular, and we want to make sure that we, you know, we, we – we do a competitive side of commander as well as a casual side. You can sit around and play, or you can do the you know the competitive side of commander. It's the CDH, and oh, it'll yeah. both be there. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome, Dylan. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me, buddy. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it again. Thank you so much, Dylan, and anybody who was going out there to play some good uh, some good old uh, wizard poker. Good luck. Have fun. Don't die. And. Uh, well, I mean, in the game, I mean, yeah. Well, in a real person, too, both. but yeah, yeah. Uh, I say good luck, don't die, because that is actually a catchphrase of one of the characters in Apex Legends, the good old robot Pathfinder. Pathfinder. Yes, he's, uh, uh, some people really do love him, and some people hate him. He's but, a uh, smiling robot. Yep, he's a smiling robot, and if you don't know anything about Apex Legends, it's a uh, a team, a three-person team drop battleground, where you go in with your teammates, and hopefully your teammates work together with you to become the best in in the uh, game, killing everybody else and making that all happen. 
And uh, as it started out, they were uh, just doing their normal thing. And then they migrated into doing it under seasons, which would be uh, announcing changes, balance updates, some changes to the characters, adding in new existing characters. And Respawn, the creator of the game, is once again getting ready to shake up Apex Legends uh, when uh, the Battle Royale's 13th season called Saviors gets underway. Uh, some of the things are going to be interesting because they're going to change the ranked system, which has had issues. Uh, I just know that with like matchmaking has been kind of rough, and they've been trying to figure out a way to go about that. So many Smurfs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you don't know what a Smurf is, basically a person who makes an account who's been playing for a long time to make a low-level account to level up that low-level account by killing people who are uh, less uh, less good, uh, not as good at them, uh, uh, at them at the game, and basically just get rack up some free kills and get some good stats. And they got to tell you that by putting a badge it says they're really awesome after getting it in like a month or less and you're like cool that took yeah, me a long right. time yeah exactly uh, the studio says the new approach will reward teamwork and skill as you'll rise and fall through the ranks together it's kind of an interesting thing and aspect about that um, the new season also means that there'll be another playable legend to uh, to get to grips with. The next character that is joining the ranks is called Newcastle. His abilities haven't been fully revealed, but he does have a shield. And if you've seen the trailer going out there, it seems like all of his stuff is very defense-based. Reminds me a little bit of Reinhold from uh, Overwatch or like Zarya. Yeah, a little bit like that. I think he has a shield that can be uh, used like a little drone, and it puts up kind of what Lifeline's old shield used to be, which is just a giant protective bubble. Yeah. And then his ult is more of like a base almost. You know, it seemed very like base aspect. It almost looked like it would be something that would uh, uh, be a mix between uh, uh, like a rampart, uh, yeah. uh, rampart just one of her little shields that go out, but just bigger. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Uh, it'll be also interesting to see where other legends' abilities interact with that. Something like a Mad Maggie who can shoot through shields, which has been a big problem for people who run Gibraltar. Yep. Because he just he drops down a shield and you're just like, well, I'm just gonna blow right through it with my uh, with uh, my uh, Maggie's plasma ability. Plasma cutter grenade or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it'll be kind of fun to see that. Also, also players can expect the Storm Point map to look significantly different after a security protocol is triggered by a monster from the deep. It'll be interesting because they've added monsters in the game. You can fight against spiders and prowlers. I wonder if nope. this might be like a... <laughs> oh, yeah, the spiders are creepy too, Vicky. They nope. will chase your ass. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they turn this into almost like a raid boss type thing because all the legends in the trailer were fighting it, but of course that doesn't mean anything in terms of actual gameplay. Yeah, I'm happy. This is probably my least favorite map, so I'm glad that to see that it's going to get some changes. Yeah, Stormpoint was super annoying just because how big it was. Yeah. And that it, was the problem. You wouldn't see anybody for forever, and then they just sneak up on you and you die. I'd spend like 15 minutes running around, you know, playing Loot Simulator, yep. and then I'm like, I can't find anyone to fight, and then I die. Yeah, and, and, like, the, oh, great. and the spaces between have these like really awkward ways to get between, like zip lines or you know, big shooter bla- uh, portals. Oh, the gravity cannons? Yeah. I hate the gravity cannons and, so like, much. They're cool when you're on them, but not when you're getting shot on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like when you land and suddenly just get destroyed because maybe there's a character who uh, set up all their traps right at the end of one and then you get caught in them and die. Yeah, but I did like the monsters getting loot. I thought that was a fun little thing they added to it. Yeah, and so this is happening this month. Uh, Apex Legends will start on May 10th, so just about a week away to finish up all of your battle passes and get all of this stuff. And they do some really fun events, and uh, we'll have to see if they keep on going as they're going on. But now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got? Uh, movie information, not movies coming out. Okay. But movie information. Yep. Uh, more or less just like 
possibilities, things we may see. Okay. So, and they're different movies, too. So, Ewan McGregor, we know, is doing the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Yes. And he has now stated that he is willing to return to make more Star Wars movies or shows or anything. He is here for it. And I am also here for it because I love him. Interesting. I mean, that I'm. it stands to reason that at that point, uh, maybe there'll be something where Obi-Wan... I, how are they even going to deal with what's going on? Because obviously Obi-Wan goes and turns into a force ghost at the end of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to be coming out with the Obi-Wan series at the end of May on mm-hmm. Disney Plus where he's going to be reprising that role. So I just wonder how much they're going to get into that since it's a limited run series and they can't do a whole lot with it. And I think uh, they also said that he's slated to appear in the, the uh, ah- Ahsoka series. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, he probably has a few uh, few things lined up there, but uh, if they decide to make more movies, is that something you guys would be interested in? Oh, yeah. I'll be honest. I've seen the original OG old ones. I've seen the new ones. I haven't seen the prequels. Like, I've seen bits and pieces, but never all the way through. Really? Yeah. You know, I and as much as I as much as I crap on the Phantom Menace, watching all three of those movies, that's the best one out of the three, <laughs> and it has a really good rapport with um both uh, Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson, whom we talked about mm-hmm. on the last podcast, between those two as Qui Gon and Obi Wan, like, and that was a good that was a good aspect of that character, and so I I, I could see that that being a thing. Yeah, I'm confused though on exactly what he can do. That's my thing. It's like, how are they going to figure and fit in him into those different things? Because they've done so much with uh, with uh, the Clone Wars and Rebels mm-hmm. uh, animated style. Yeah, and he is just on tattooing for the foreseeable future, right after. Unless we, he's yeah. not. That's all we know is that he is hiding out on tattooing. But it's not to say that he's not running around having <gasps> space adventures. Or if he goes and finds Baby Yoda. Oh, I mean, he's the one. After like Luke they're gonna goes tie everything. Then, that's yeah. how they're gonna tie everything right. together. Yeah. All right. So, I, mean, I mean, yeah, because they obviously can't do at least not with uh, Ewan McGregor. They can't do his origin story, if you will, because he's not a he's not a spry young, young man. man anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they did it with Mark Hamill though. With Luke Skywalker, yeah. like the doing the de aging of the face and you know, how, CGI and ridiculousness of that. But how much can you really get away with doing that? Is what I mean, though. Like a little bit they did, but not a lot. Like you can't do a whole. I, I feel mean, it. I, feel I guess it. they did with Samuel Jackson and Captain Marvel. And I feel at some point in time they're just going to have holograms. Like uh, I don't <laughs> know if Joe saw the uh, uh, the Unreal Five engine um, uh, display that they did uh, a couple months back, maybe early last year or, or late last year with the matrix. No. Where, oh dude, you got to check that out because they showed a demo of you being able to go around in the matrix and they were showing one body as it was walking. And then they changed that body and replicated and duplicated into like a whole bunch, totally matrix style, but then change the person change, uh, you know, uh, race, ethnicity, uh, just, uh, hairstyles, costumes, all of those different things, and it was the same body form walking. So I feel that technology on that aspect is going to be big because they were even saying with Unreal Engine 5 that they want to be able to use that for a lot of those movie action scenes that you're not going to necessarily be able to tell what's real and what's not when it's going so fast. Nothing can be worse than the second Matrix, I'll tell you that much. Hey, hey, you be quiet. No, I no, like the, the CGI. 
The movie was fun, but when they have all the agents fighting Neo and it's clearly like that. You know, I mean, I I can't disagree with you, but But, I I still love the movie. It's just like me and the mummy and the mummy returns. The CGI is awful. Are they forever in my heart? Of course they are. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. I mean, that highway scene's amazing. (laughs) I have uh, more uh, movie, I don't want to say casting news, but just casting information, I guess. I don't don't know, because it's not really casting. So we know that Michael Keaton is going to reprise his role as the Dark Knight in mm-hmm. The Flash. But uh, one of his former co-stars is also open to coming back. Now, from Batman? Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope it's not Jack Nicholson. because nope. I'm Because uh, I'm pretty sure he's retired from acting, and I think that would probably be the best. Okay, so whom else was in those? Danny DeVito? No. Oh, I wish. Because I was hoping just from Batman Returns, but... No. Uh, Okay, who is it? Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, nice. So I was on the the right uh, aspect with the movie, but that would be interesting, too. So speaking to The Hollywood Reporter, Pfeiffer's keeping an open mind about picking up her whip and iconic leather outfit for the future (laughs) DCEU project. And she says, it would depend on the context, but yeah, I would consider it. I remember them talking about her trying to fit into that oh, suit. Oh, they had to sew her in every yeah, time. You have yeah, to, yeah. Mm. Like, and that was, I mean, I can't imagine her wanting to get back into that. Me, And again, it might be something along the lines of, hey, you know, it's an older cat woman. Maybe you don't need to fit into that. Maybe you wear a nice sundress or something while I you're mean, going around yeah, doing they, stuff. They've done a lot with fabrics and uh, different things you can do. So you can make Fair something enough. look vinyl-y. And, and she did a... They have really cool costumes nowadays, too. She did play a role in Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I believe, You're right, yeah, Janet in, Van Dyne, yeah, and she is going to, I think she's going to be in Quantumania, for, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, who knows? I have no idea how people do anything in tight suits of any kind, even like dress-up <laughs> suits. I watched a chef try to cook in a dress-up suit, and it looked like the most awkward thing, like a right? penguin stuck in a little jacket. Especially- He's like trying to reach things. I'm like, why would you do that? Especially oh. now in the COVID era, the idea of wearing anything uncomfortable is just ridiculous. Right, right. Catwoman in sweatpants would be kind of hilarious, though, like an old one being like, I ain't doing yeah, with some, that. Maybe some joggers, maybe some black joggers. They're kind of cool looking. <laughs> Yoga pants are stretchy. That's right. Lululemons. <laughs> and... Uh, some more, this is more of a, um, not a rumor, but a fan theory. I'm guessing. Okay. This is like a new report, sources say, kind of situation. We have another, uh, oh, what the heck's his name? The one that we keep claiming, not Dr. Doom, but. Dr. Strange? No. Mr. Fantastic? No, the one that we keep thinking is going to appear in everything. Mephisto! Mephisto! Yeah, Mephisto. We Mephisto's got another one. In everything. Oh, wait, what now? Uh... According to CBR.com, there's a new report that a new Wolverine will make his MCU debut in Doctor Strange 2. And no, it is not going to be... Uh, Jared Kiso? Uh, no. Shush. No. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. No, I, Jackman. So I've been, I said this, I read this like as a meme many, many, many moons ago about who would play a good next Wolverine. And one of the memes was talking about Jared Kiso. So if you guys are familiar with Letterkenny... Yeah. He plays uh, not only Wayne but Shorzy, which yeah. I love. Shorzy's coming to be is going to be on Hulu soon. Yeah, yeah, at the end of May or yeah. the middle of May. I wish I can quote anything they say. I no, cannot. you can't. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but Jared Key, so the the reasoning behind why people want to fan cast him as Wolverine, he's not a super well known actor. Uh, he's, I mean, I don't remember if he's super tall or not, but he's got the build for it. He's oh, a little. He's built like a. Yeah, a, like a, a, a farmer. A brick house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, bri- a brick-ass house, yes. Um, he has the face for it. He's really good at doing, like, dry, like, not I get dry deliveries, but his face is always just so 
resting bitch he's, face. He squints a lot. Yeah, he's good at it. But when he doesn't squint, it's really weird. Or when he smiles, yeah, it's I don't, hilarious. I, I, I don't like his smile. So if you, if oh, you, I love his smile. He's I'd be, so, I'd mm. be totally. Mm, well, I'd be totally down for him to do a Wolverine. But I mean, at this point in time, I don't think so. Unless somehow you know Kevin Feige has has seen him on uh, Letterkenny or Shorzy or anything along those lines. It's been like that is the man for me. I mean, he's already Canadian. He is five foot ten and. In the comics, I remember I had a book that told told me how tall everybody was. Wolverine, if I remember correctly, is only five foot three. He should be, but he weighs yeah. like over two to three hundred pounds because of the adamantium. Yeah, you're right, man. You nerd. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> five five foot three. I remember because he's not that much taller than me. Pounds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember he's not that much taller than me, and I thought that was hilarious. And he doesn't do well swimming because he sinks. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but Jared Kiso, uh, Kiso is five foot ten, but Hugh Jackman was like six foot. So I yeah. remember reading that when they did the first X Men movie, there was scenes with Scott Summers. They had to put, like, uh, James Marsden on a box to make him look taller than Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give them platformies. Uh, but that's why, like, some people have argued he would be a good Wolverine. Like, because you don't want, like, a big-named person. Like, I think it was Sandra Bullock. She's even recently said, like, hey, Marvel, cast Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing as well. And that uh, just seems like I don't... And, that's like teen Wolverine. And no. it's nothing against Daniel Radcliffe. No, he's a because phenomenal actor. He's a great actor. And if you only know him as the uh, as, Harry as, Potter. as Harry Potter, then, yeah, you're going to have that sort of skewed thing. And I'm not going to discount that because Robert Pattinson made uh, a great, by many accounts, once I finally see it, maybe I can agree, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, of Batman in the Batman. So I'm not going to discount his acting prowess. He's done some funny things and done some really good stuff. I just don't know if I can see him as Wolverine. If it was going to be a big role, I don't mind them going with a small actor. But if it's just going to be like a cameo, kind of like a thing where like he comes in from a different dimension or something as a joke. It's just like a variant. Yeah, if Carl Urban came through a portal as Wolverine and he was like just as his boy's <laughs> character, it would be so great. <sighs> well, like, Carl <laughs> Urban's already been in the MCU. Yeah, he know, was. Yeah, he was. Uh, was they, a curse? Oh no, Surge. Oh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it would be funny if we had like maybe in Deadpool three. Some sort of like door, literal doors where you're just getting different Wolverines walking through. We'll have Hugh Jackman's come in. We'll have Carl Urban. We'll have anybody who, who's ever been considered or fan casted as Wolverine appear. So we'll have Daniel Radcliffe or yeah. have Jared Key. So just everyone walking back and forth dressed as Wolverine. And Deadpool. And they're all just roasting each other. Yeah. And Carl Urban was Scourge. 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 Yeah, 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 we were close. Yeah. It would uh, be so funny though. Just I, I just love it because they all do have that resting bitch face. Yes. <laughs> and like I don't even want them to play What's the character. What's the one key thing you need to be a Wolverine in the MCU? Resting bitch. Yeah, face. like yeah. I just want that door, like Vicky was saying. Give me all of them. <laughs> no, but seriously, Jared Kiso. If you just type in Jared Kiso Wolverine, there's some people who've done some fan art, and it you looks pretty awesome. Yeah, I sent yeah, one yeah. to him. That's why it's fresh in his mind. Yeah. Uh, but we do know we're going to be getting the Illuminati. Which, yes, they've literally said it, said the words Illuminati. Mordo said it yes. in, the, in one of the latest trailers. So, and if you guys don't remember, Illuminati has strange, in the comics, Professor X, Black Bolt, Mr. Fantastic, Namor, the Submariner, and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So how they're going to go about with this? Who knows? Exactly. We'll have to see where this uh, pans out. And uh, I'm really excited to see what's going to be happening with Doctor Strange, which is coming out in what? Just like uh, this week, I think. Yeah, holy yeah. crap. Wow! How is it May? I don't know. It's already May. (laughs) Sorry, had to. Until next time, guys, stay nerdy. (laughs)